Welcome to Hoovering, the podcast about eating. I'm Jessica Fosterkew. I love eating as much as anything else in the world, but also it sometimes brings me conflict, shame, and all sorts of other things that are rubbish. It's complicated and I think fascinating. This is a conversation with an interesting soul, not just about food, but about gobbling it up, or if you will, hoovering. Happy day, lovely ones. Now, this is um, one of the episodes of Hoovering that I am most proud exists. Um, I'm talking to a cognitive behavioural therapist, uh, not my one, and an intuitive eating counsellor called Davinia Noel, also known on Instagram as the Diet Boycott. Um, And she articulates so beautifully and clearly and brightly all the things I've been messily blurting and ranting about for a while now. Um, And I just... I. I think maybe this is one of those episodes you could play to any loved ones or friends you might have um, who still don't really understand why it might not be helpful for them to talk about or even suggest diets all the time (laughs) or at all. I hope so anyway. um, I just think Davinia puts things in such an amazing, clear powerful way. Uh, first of all, before we get into it, um, I have two hoovering lives in the diary at the moment. Uh, we will be hoovering live at the Leicester Comedy Festival on the 9th of February at two o'clock in the afternoon. I've got some brilliant guests coming up. I'm going to announce them very soon. I would love to see you there. If you want discount tickets to that, you would can become a patron go to patreon.com forward slash the hoovering pod and you'll see there where you can swap anything from tiny to big amounts of money in exchange for podcast related perks like discount tickets to live shows uh, and also completely exclusive content um for example anybody at a 10 pound or sorry 10 dollar tier at the moment um is going to very soon have Um, extremely early access to a special Hoovering second birthday episode, which I recorded at the very beginning of January. I had eight of my favourite former and future Hoovering guests round for a feast at my house. And we recorded a whole episode of amazing conversation and eating. Um, And that will only be for $10 patrons. um, And it will be out by the end of the month, out by the end of January. So that's when to join by... um, And then it will be months and months and months before that becomes a general episode. I'm going to hold off for as long as possible. And there's loads of other mini episodes on there for $10 patrons who... um, that, n- that no one else ever, ever gets to hear. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Also, I am on tour with my show, Hench, my stand-up show. I'm at the uh, Soho Theatre in London until the 25th of January. It's selling out. Every night so far has been completely sold out. There's uh, like a handful of tickets left for some nights. And I've added two extra shows on um, the 24th and on the 25th on my last two nights. And, and there are still, you know, some tickets for most nights. I'd really love to see you there. And then I'm taking it on tour all around the UK. Ireland and uh, to Melbourne as well all the way through till June so hopefully I'm coming to somewhere near you right let's get into the podcast Davinia came to my house in Catford and we both made cakes for it of course we did thanks for coming to Catford (laughs) that's all right um and happy new year thank you happy new year to you too um thanks it's so far so happy a few days in good good it's all right isn't it um so yeah, we've just had Christmas. Do you celebrate that? Yeah, yeah, I do, yeah. I do. Um, I was hosting, actually. Were you? For the first time <gasps> ever. Oh, my God, how many people? <laughs> well, it wasn't that many. It was six. <clears throat> is that, that's a lot. Is that a lot? I think that's a lot. Okay. I, I had two adults, two ch- kids here yesterday. <sighs> Guests. Oof. That was plenty. Yeah, Chaos. it was. 
Yeah, I made my first ever turkey and literally I was just like, I don't know. People start scaring you about how dry oh. turkey is. <laughs> so I was like researching all of these recipes about how to not make the turkey dry. Yeah. Then my grandma was like, cook it upside down. Oh, that sounds But then you don't get the crispy skin. Yeah, this is the only thing. But it yeah. turned out all right. Everybody wow. enjoyed it and it was Yay, good. well done. <laughs> That's a huge achievement. <laughs> yeah. I um, have never cooked crispy. Christmas dinner for a family yet. No, still, I've always been at a parent's house or a partner's parent's house. I feel like that is an actual, like, coming of age thing to have done. And congratulations yeah. Thank to you. Thank you. I did feel so really, impressive. really mature. I did. But I had no choice because I usually go to my mum's. Yeah. But the last few Christmases, she's been on strike. Oh, right. So, um, she's... <laughs> you said that. Like, I realised that. That's like, amazing. From parenting completely? Just or from, just from, from Christmas? Christmas. So this year, she went travelling around South America. So she was... Just, oh, wow. <laughs> I think, yeah, I totally get that. I totally get especially if you've done Christmases for a long time Definitely. and your kids are adults you'd be like no come on bring it it's that, your turn yeah that's what she said and the first year I was just like how dare you you yeah. can't do that and yeah. I was so angry and then <laughs> this year I was just like do you know what she deserves to go away and have a great time yeah and yeah she had a good time so. oh amazing yeah. <laughs> um, the only time I've ever the, the least dry turkey I've ever had not that it's always dry I quite like it I think it's a bad rap, but um, uh, is in America once. My I have an uncle that lives in America, and he deep fried one. Like you get these vats okay, that are specifically okay. for putting an entire turkey in, and you like set a timer and then pull it out, and it's so crispy and amazing. It was wow. amazing, but was just like, yeah. Well, and also I think it does it like freakishly quick. Wow. Because otherwise you're so used to being like it's in the oven for half a day. Anyway, (laughs) not for this turkey chat. (laughs) Um, So we met on The Guilty Feminist. Yes. Um, Or actually, wasn't it? It was called The Hungry Feminist. I did a crossover episode with The Guilty Feminist. Um, And I just knew you'd be um, a dream guest for this. Um, So I'm spending all of January for context. I might have said in my email, but normally on this podcast, just this is about eating. So I talk not to, I talk to lots of comedians because they're who I have easiest access to because I'm one and then I talk to all sorts of people and um, you know I've got ambitions for this year of talking to more politicians I think with Brexit and stuff like that and uh, conservationists and stuff like that I think I like talking but also just it's often really silly but anyway I want want to spend all of January and have lined up all guests like you because I think um, I want uh, the podcast to be a weekly antidote to the rest Mm. of the noise uh, that we get so extra bombarded with at certain times of year in January is probably the worst in terms of, of um, uh, pressure that people are under to to go on diets, to shrink, to restrict, to uh, make resolutions about in terms of wellness and health. That, yeah. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can do it all. <laughs> so, um, so you are. Correct me if I've got it wrong. A cognitive behavioural psychotherapist yeah. and intuitive eating counsellor. Yeah, yeah. Do you mind for <laughs> anyone who doesn't know what those things mean, saying what those things mean? Of course. So, um, a CBT therapist for sure. Yeah. Um, so I work within mental health and I work with people who have like anxiety and depression. Yeah. 
and that involves using CBT techniques. So it's about teaching people to become their own therapists, essentially. Yeah. So you're helping them to understand what might be maintaining their difficulties and then uh-huh. helping them with different tools and techniques so that they're able to become their own therapists and to feel better eventually. Amazing. So that's like my main, the main bread and butter of what I do. I, do, I have CBT. Do you? Yeah, I don't oh, know what, what I do, do without think? it. I love it. <laughs> oh, great. I have it fortnightly over Skype and I've had it for ages and I got it originally because um, I was just getting so overwhelmed with my yeah. workload and not working in a very efficient way or just not being able to, my priorities need to shift so often. I just wasn't keeping up with it. And in the end, I don't know what I've done without it. I've used, I mean, I can't imagine, I hope she doesn't ever change job. I've gone through all of my relationship with eating with her. That's amazing. And that's been huge. And I didn't know why I'd end up doing that with her. That's amazing. And loads of other, but you know, bumps and things that have come up along the road. And I just think, what a lovely safety net to have. Even if I, I find now, and I know the end game is to therapy yourself. Yeah. But um, I find now that even when everything's pretty rosy and we've got nothing juicy to tap into, mm. it's just really lovely to spend an hour uh, focused in conversation definitely a bit like this actually yeah. <laughs> but it's like quite um well it's just medicinal yeah that's great when our lives are so busy of course yeah. and sometimes I feel like people get a bit scared of CBT if they're busy because they're like mm, homework well don't I've, add extra things onto what I'm doing I know but also if you've come to if you've come to someone like you and said I'm so overwhelmed with work then you know you know not to give me hours of, of stuff to do and quite often mine will give me stuff to do and I don't do it <laughs> but you don't get told off yeah you do <laughs> It probably is really annoying for you. I've directed him. I've directed comedy shows in the past, and when you give people stuff to do, and they can come back three months later, and the hour task, hour long task you had for them, they're like, "Nope, I'm going." Like, ah! <laughs> I, I suppose you've just got to detach your ego from it, like you would in that situation. Go well. I can only suggest things. Of course. When oh, this reminds me of one. Um, we had like um, this training on our course. And it was like, oh, like therapist drift, like when you're not following like CVT right. principles. And I remember the lecturer saying that if a client doesn't do their homework, you say, well, we don't have much to focus on today. Okay, see you later. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you just end the session. <laughs> you just end the session. Yeah. Wow. Like, whoa. Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Oh, God, I'm so glad mine think, hasn't done that. I think I'll be doing It's that really day. hard to walk away from a Skype anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. So we keep calling. <laughs> yeah, just ringing again. And what's the intuitive eating counsellor bit of it? So intuitive eating counselling, I would say, is helping people develop that internal awareness Mm -hmm. about eating and diet mentality and moving away from diet mentality. So from what we understand about diets, it's all based on external things. So what are you eating? Is this good? Is this bad? Mm -hmm. And it's really helping people develop their relationship with food so they don't have to be stressed and worried and, yeah. you know, and worried about things that they're eating and they can really trust their body mm. to tell them what they really enjoy, what will help them feel good. Yeah. So in a way, it's quite similar to CBT in terms of teaching people like tools. Tools, but, yeah, yeah. But I say that there's no, you can't do intuitive eating wrongly. It's a process. Yeah, yeah. And it's all about really learning about yourself. So Yeah. I think if you were able to do it wrongly... It can, um, 
then you can see and you can see even really on social media you can see how some people are already kind of t- tooting or touting what they've what they're telling people to do in terms of how to eat as intuitive eating but really they're just selling you another type of diet once it becomes another load of rules definitely it's another diet but um i don't know i think just in your words it would be really interesting to hear what's what why the diet industry or why being in a cycle of dieting is unhelpful perhaps in terms of mental health Yep, yep, definitely. And physical, I suppose. I, I'm constantly on wanging on about it, but I'm a comedian, and it's. <laughs> I, 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 want, I want to take advantage of the fact that it's your job. Of course. Um, to just sort of get it in your words, if you don't mind. Yeah, I think I'll draw on my own experiences mm. actually to describe this because I think I was somebody who, when I was really in the thick of that diet mentality, I really noticed the impact it had on my mental health. It really took over everything. So I'll draw on like my own experiences yeah. just, just to make it a bit more personable. So the first thing we notice when we diet is like some sort of body dissatisfaction. So we notice we're not happy in our body. Mm. Something just doesn't really feel right. So we think, okay, what I'm going to do is I'm going to work on changing my body because if I do that that's going to make me feel good it's going to make me happy that's going to make me happy yeah yeah, and it's going to make me feel more loved and more Mm -hmm. appreciated by others so we might restrict we might do hit five times a week Mm -hmm. or you know we might do like zumba like seven times a week or whatever it is and we're restricting and then we might notice some weight loss Mm -hmm. and during that time of all the restriction we're completely preoccupied with you know, eating, we, you can't mm. even focus on anything else. So when I was in that thick of dieting, yeah. that's all I could think about was, okay, Food. what was that? How yeah. much is that? Can I eat that? How many sins is this? Like literally my mm. brain was just overtaken by it. So f- from that mental health element, you, I guess you lose the ability to just really be in touch with yourself mm-hmm. and be creative and think about other things. Um, so you're completely obsessed with numbers and mm. weight loss. So you lose a bit of weight. Some people might notice. You might get, oh, you look great and things lots like that. And yeah, yeah, lots of compliments. And you yourself might notice or you might not notice. You might not notice anything at all and then you mm. might get discouraged. But what happens is even though this is all happening in, in our perspective, we have think the diet's working or it's not. Yeah. Our biology is doing something completely different. And we can't maintain biologically mm. that level of restriction because our yeah. body's like, whoa, okay, what's happening? Yeah, so panics. Basically, yeah. So from a mental point of view, we think that we're dieting, mm. but our body thinks that there's some sort of starvation going yeah. on. So do you know about the Minnesota um, study, like diet study? Well, tell me about <laughs> it. So um, there was a group, group of men, I can't remember what year that um, the study was. It was maybe like 30 years ago, 40 years ago, I could be completely wrong. Mm. But there was a group of men and they wanted to find out a bit more about war and how um, famine or not getting a lot of access to food might impact the might impact the, your, your body and your mental health. Yeah. So they put men, healthy men, mm-hmm. on um, a one thousand seven hundred calorie diet. Right. And you know that it's people have less than that on diets. Yeah. You know, today. Yeah. And loads less. They found that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Men were completely. But pressed. that's about a thousand less than a man's meant. You know, whatever. Even that. Yeah. Yeah. That's such ha- it seems to me so bonkers. Even that there's a recommended daily allowance. Of course. On the so- assumption that. 
you know, <laughs> some that, that all men need the same calorie intake. Exactly, anyway. and we're all yeah. different. Yeah. 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 So these men, they went on this diet and they found that the men were completely preoccupied with food. Mm. Some men started even writing cookbooks. Wow. They lost interest in sex. Some were like stealing food. <gasps> like they, you know, yeah. they they basically just completely lost it. Yeah. Um, but once once they did their diet return to normal, mm. their effects wore off. But they really saw that it had a really big mental health impact, like a lot of low mood, depression, anxiety, mm. but just a complete preoccupation. Oof. Um, so that's what happens. And on the biology level, you end up binging because yeah. your body is try- it notices that there's been a shift and it wants to make up, yeah. you know, all the energy that you've lost. So you might find that you can't stop yourself from eating like sugary stuff, carbs. And then you start turning in on yourself and thinking, I can't do this. I failed my Mm. diet again. I'm rubbish. I can't do anything. Yeah. And that's when like the low self-esteem starts to kick in and you start Someone put it really amazingly that we never think it's the diet that's failed. It's always us. It's always us. But everyone everyone is doing the same thing. That should show that definitely the diet. But we always blame ourselves. It's like like 97%, even if people you know, lose weight on a diet, significant mm. weight loss on a diet, 97% of people will have regained it and more yeah. within the two years. And that is like, to me, that's like, I just, that's just fact science. Like even if, you know, people's politics in terms of um, body positive ideas or uh, uh, fat activism or, you know, if even if people have like you know, a fundamental idea about what they think is and isn't healthy, there's still just no factual argument that diets work. They they factually, evidentially do not work. They really don't. And when I was like, you know, branching over to like intuitive eating, Mm. I was, because, you know, I love research. I did psychology as my undergrad and a lot of it is like stats and research. So I um, was like, no, I'm going to have a look. So I literally went through... As many diet studies that I could find that you, that said that old dieting is successful. Yeah. No long-term evidence. Like, right. it will just be for the first. So they'll follow the person for the diet and they might say, oh, this person lost such and such weight. Mm. But there was n- never any follow-up. Yeah. Ever. No. So For it, a reason. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And um, even like when I'm thinking about the people that do sometimes manage to keep the weight off. Mm. And I notice this with friends, family, other mm. people, they are completely preoccupied with food. They have to be, they're in the gym constantly. They're yeah. constantly thinking about what they're eating. They're just, their mind is preoccupied. It's, um, it's, it, it's a really nice angle uh, to, to hear about actually, I think, and, and quite a strong f- feminist point. I think I'm constantly wanging on about it in terms of, I feel like if you're in a cycle of dieting, you psychologically are waiting to be happy. I have a bit in my yeah. current show where it's like, you're spending your whole life thinking, I'll be happy if, I, when I make these changes. Yeah. Um, and and that I think that's just a very sad way to live. There, there will be times where it's an exciting way to live, briefly. Mm-hmm. But if you, the, the, the two things of it that are boggling to me is that if you, I, I remember when I was sort of in a cycle of dieting all the time, once or twice someone would say to me, um, and what's the end game? If you get, and you'd say a weight, yeah. um, and then they'd say, and then what will you do? How will you stay at that weight? And then it, it was horrible. These little flashes of, of realisation, you go, 
oh, I'll have to keep doing this forever. Yeah. And actually not eating as much as I my body wants, it makes me really sad. Yeah, yeah. It, and obsessed with food. But, but uh, and, and, and the other thing from it is the maddening knowledge that you could just be happy now. But it's such a frightening thing. Definitely. To, and like you say, it's an incredibly complicated journey for most people because, yeah. because our relationship with eating gets screwed up so early. Oh, gosh. It, from a million different things. But... Um, what you're saying, I think, is such a lovely, powerful feminist angle on it as well. Is you just even if you have got no mental health issues around, like you know, uh, you know, you don't get necessarily depression or anxiety around dieting. Even if it's just the act of doing it, your obsessions over it and the time it's consuming for you, you could be spending learning, sleeping, learning a language. Yeah, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Yeah, uh, yeah you could, but, but just using your mind yeah. for something creative, just Rest. to focusing on your loved ones. Yeah, yeah. you can't. It, there's you can't an think enormous of amount of. It's just and 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 it's it's majority women who have their time consumed thinking about yeah. how to shrink their body essentially definitely it was my that's all I could think about you know Mm. when I just and then that started to filter into every other aspect of my life so I remember like there was a like a point in my life I was like doing my masters working full time I was like caring for a family member but I wasn't losing weight and then I just I just felt like a complete failure Mm. and it was just so interesting now when I look back that because I wasn't because of the diets, you know, because I didn't feel like I was successful on my diet. Yeah. That meant that I was a failure in everything else in life. Mm. Um, and just how much we talk about it as well. Like, yeah. I don't really, you know, I don't feel like men at lunch, uh, I don't know, talking about... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Talking about well, I think... Things uh, as much. Uh, yeah, I agree. It feels like there's... Um, even the diet industry is trying to tap into... To, there's so many diets aimed at men now, which is there tickling are, me. Yeah, you know, like yeah. you know, they just make them sound manly by making them have a load of like, oh, this one's got meat in. Like, yeah, well done. You've, got, you've really captured, captured how complicated men can be. There, guys. Like, yeah, like those fizzy drinks that are targeted, like basically diet coke, but for men, they just make the can all black and red and muscly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to eat a cake because I just don't want to sit next of to them course, much longer. Of course, um, have one. I'm afraid that icing's all over them. Yeah. They're from a cookbook I've got called Dan Leopard's Short and Sweet, which is my favourite mm. for baking. I think I was meant to have put the icing on um, when they were still hot, and I didn't. That's so fine. they might be dry. No. And they're clementine and oat breakfast muffins yummy i'm looking forward to this mm. i love when you find like a good book that's like oh. fell safe and i yeah. basically oh i love getting cookbooks and i love flicking through them it's one of my favorite ways to spend time mm-hmm. um but there's probably three or four that i still just the majority of my cooking comes out of once you fall yeah. for one that's it it's quite a long-term relationship isn't it that is it you can't get out yeah <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm trapped in quite serious relationships with Dan Leopard, Mira Soda, <laughs> <laughs> Nigel Slaser, and Hugh Fernley, what's it called? Um, it's all right, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know where the oats went, I'll be honest. It could be anywhere in there. It's all right, actually. It's not too sweet. I'm not into things that are too sweet. Or sickly, but it is. I mean, oh, can I dunk I'm du- it in Yeah, this? dunk it in the ice and sugar. It's a bit dry otherwise. Mm. No, this is good. It's a nice brekkie. Yeah. 
fit. I forgot to take a picture of it. Or have I? I've not done one earlier. I'll do a safety one now. Mmm. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Thanks. Okay. Um, I touched on it a bit earlier, but mm -hmm. um, I want to get more into perhaps how things get hijacked a bit. Like, there's an argument that intuitive eating in itself, uh, maybe we should talk a bit more about exactly what that is, but because there's no rules, it essentially, am I right in thinking that it's um, eating whatever you want, <laughs> listen to your body, yeah, taking all emotion, like, taking all shame out of eating. Yeah. Um, and um, eating in a way that makes you feel good. So yeah. if you're, uh, you know, if you notice that when you have a particular thing to eat that, you know, makes you, your tummy hurt or you get a headache or whatever, then maybe, you know, don't have that. But then maybe there'll be times your body, body asks for that. Yeah. Then have it. Yeah. It's kind of taking all the rules away. And this... And is it listening to your fullness and your hunger if you want to? Yeah, so there's a set of 10 guidelines for intuitive okay. eating. Yeah, so there's a, so there is like, um, there are steps, but you don't have to essentially follow them. Exactly, yeah. Yeah, um, you, from number one to 10. Okay. The one that they say that... Um, I feel like I should do the steps for the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> that could be quite interesting, yeah. actually. Yeah, yeah. The the one that they um they say to usually leave for last is usually the gentle nutrition, honouring your health. Um, just because usually when we're trying to focus so much on health, it can almost yeah. reset the diet mentality. Yeah. But the to give you like an overview of the principles, mm. the first one is to reject diet mentality. Okay. So completely reject that. Um, you know, just just accepting that diets don't work essentially. Yeah. Throwing away your scales, throwing mm -hmm. out your or smashing your scales if you prefer to do yeah. that. <laughs> Jackhammer, just get, you know, get just in. Um, like throwing out all your diet or give books. Give them to your ex. That's what yeah. I've done. Yes, <laughs> no. To be fair, <laughs> all right. <laughs> Oh, give it to your ex. Yeah. <laughs> like just, just accepting they don't yeah. work. And then, <laughs> and then after you do that, it's usually thinking about your hunger. Yeah. So um, one of the things that diets tell us is to ignore our hunger or sometimes mm. suppress it. Or if you're hungry, just drink a glass of water and wait half an hour. Yeah. There's like, all like, um, <laughs> there's like, weight loss tablets called like hunger busters. And it's yeah. all like, yeah, how to ignore your natural, yeah. your body's only way of telling you how to fuel it. Mm -hmm. And some people, they don't even really know what hunger even feels like yeah. because of just, they've been on so many diets. Yeah. So it's really helping you to get in touch with that. <clears throat> then we've got like making peace with food. Right. And that's... Um, as you probably know, when you're doing diets or you're in diet mentality, you've got good and bad. People have good and bad food, and yeah. it's to stop villainizing food and yeah. seeing food as equal. Like in lots of diets, they talk about food being sins or yeah. treats. Yeah. That's all that language of reward. It's um, mm -hmm. I noticed it even on uh, I might have said it on the Hungry Feminist. I can't remember, but I noticed I was in away for work for gigs, and um, I was in an, an Asda and. It was like October, so they just started to chat about Christmas a bit yeah. on like the internal comms, and it was just it was just all. It, I was like, even this, it's a pretend, you know, it's actors playing a family talking, but even <laughs> that, it's all. It was all kind of like 
Oh, I've been to the gym, so I deserve a real treat or a reward. Well, I haven't. You Well, I hope you're going to go for a run in the morning if you're going to have that. And it was all like, oh, it's all judgment. It's all judgment. In Asda, they were playing that. Yeah, and I love Asda, so I was gutted. It's actually my favourite supermarket. Shame on you, Asda. Oh yeah, so but it's it's exactly that. It's mm. you know to stop seeing food as like treats or bad or yeah. good or sinful. Oh, that's a bit naughty and things yeah. like that. Just making peace with food, and often when we are restricting, mm. we we put certain foods on a pedal stool or we feel completely out of control around certain food. Yeah. So it's to help to, to help that process essentially. Yeah. And then we've got feeling your fullness, so being able to check in and see what fullness feels yeah. like for you. Um, it can feel differently for everyone. Different every blimmin' day, mate, if exactly, I'm honest. Exactly, yeah. And to not judge oh. that, you might be really hungry one day um, and it might take a lot more for you to get full, but then the next day you might not be yeah. as hungry, you know. And just not judging yourself for that. Yeah. Your body has different needs every single day. That's yeah. why when you get these arbitrary you know, 1,000 whatever calories. You're like, you can't, you don't know what you're going (laughs) to... Yeah, there's there's so many factors, I think. Well, there's millions of factors that we'll never, ever know because we just don't... We're not hooked up to machines that can monitor everything. Also, we don't necessarily understand that much about the brain yet. Mm -hmm. Um, In terms of humans don't. We've still got millions of things to learn. But I, I, I mean, just from trying to notice a bit more, I know that there's a patch... There's a hormone wise, there's a patch where I am insatiably hungry. Yeah. Just before a period. Also, but other people have that during periods or mm-hmm. when they're um, ovulating. Exactly. Um, yeah. uh, and that might change over time. That's just at the moment. Mm-hmm. Cold weather. Literally at Christmas, I have to, because I think so. My history is with binge eating disorder. And um, I am. Um, <laughs> I have to check sometimes. Like at Christmas, I genuinely was like, and now I want some of that, and then I want some of that, and then I want some of that, and then I was like stopping again. No, not full. And I just had to kind of clock and go, like, is this? It? And then just to get, it, it's a constant conversation of going, are you but Are you judging yourself? Because you yeah. can stop. Um, yeah, of course. And then it's just, and then you, and actually the adrenaline of Christmas stops and the pace of everything changes. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, you know, and then I feel much... Well, I think maybe that's another thing as well. The calmer you can make your life, which is not easy for me, the easier it is to notice what your body's doing around eating. Yeah, I think, you know, if you are really busy, it might take a bit longer to get in touch with these things because you're not stopping, really. You're just going from thing to, you know, different things. Yeah, like I did one of these podcasts with um, a really lovely guy called Graham who's written... um, he, re- he writes a lot about productivity and, and our brains and he'd oh. written a book with uh, with a nutrition woman about how to eat in the most productive way and I read the book oh. to check that it wasn't diety and in it there were some ways in which it was a bit prescriptive and I called him on them mm-hmm. um, but we had a really interesting conversation but the one thing I really learned was uh, uh, I learned lots of interesting stuff about caffeine and things like that mm-hmm. and things what things do to your blood sugar etc it's all a lot of that and yeah. processed food blah 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 but um, the really interesting thing I found about it was like oh it's totally irrelevant to anyone self-employed <laughs> like okay. because if you if your day doesn't stop for the evening yeah. and you don't have this long recoup time and enough sleep but then there's stuff in that was actually really helpful most you know if you can tr- try and get enough sleep that's huge isn't it definitely and that's like 
one thing that I guess really annoys me about diet mentality because it makes you feel like dieting and losing weight is the only way that you can be healthy. Yeah. When in fact, you know, getting some sleep, looking after your mental well-being. Not drinking and smoking loads of fags. Yeah. <laughs> not, uh... Yeah. <laughs> not... I can't think of loads. I won't list them. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Um, loads there's loads of ways to be unhealthy jumping out of planes Um, so there's this argument that intuitive eating itself has been hijacked um, by online bastards Um, I suppose that's going to happen with any label a bit in the same way that like strong and strength has Mm -hmm. um there's, I love weightlifting because it makes me feel joyful and yeah, I found a way great. of moving that brings me great joy. Um, but again, I'm in a constant conversation with myself about why I'm going. Mm. Um, I, I, it genuinely resets something internally for me, mental health wise. But, you know, I, uh, I, it's, uh, I'm, I'm in a constant conversation with my personal trainer about uh, not being able to touch any of the eat. I don't want to anywhere near any of my eating. How easy is that, I wonder? <laughs> because I feel like personal uh, trainers always want to be yeah. stepping the boundary. Well, they consider it to be part of their job. I The first personal trainer I had, um, I think sort of took, took me on face value and I said it will be very detrimental to my physical and mental health if you have me weigh my... But the, in the first mm-hmm. consultation, it was I wasn't very far down the road. And so I did, you know, I did get weighed and, and it was catastrophic, you know. And then at mm-hmm. one point I... At one point, and, and she, I don't think she ever, ever really accepted that I wanted to be there to bring me joy and to feel strong. So ultimately, she always would, she would always underneath everything thought what she really wants is to be smaller. And um, there was a time where for some photographs, I wanted to get some more muscle definition, which I now know is just as toxic as wanting to shrink. <laughs> But and because I know that from what it did, it made me start restricting and binging. Like, but yeah. I, you know, secretly, <laughs> um, and it was horrible. But it, it flipped me straight back just because I was trying to change my body. If you have any motivation yeah. other than being there for the sake of being there, it will tip me back into disordered eating. Yeah. yeah. So I, I know that now. But even then, she, the way she was like, "Well, are you sure? Because it's just gonna, you know, weaken up the weight, but that will make your muscles grow." And it was like, "Yeah." That's fine. Mm, but that's yeah. a different conversation, I think, yeah. about <laughs> femininity and muscles. But um, uh, I, I don't know. I, I feel like they, they, so there was this show called Strong on Netflix, which is like where they've got 12 American housewives with 12 of the <laughs> America's greatest personal trainers. Really? Although some of them were crap. But they basically got these women who have busy lives um, um, and um, they made them super strong. And that in itself is like, okay, I like this, the feminism of this premise. But ultimately, at the end of every single episode, whoever got booted out, they did that like ye olde diet industry thing of having them in a before and after shot in in the before shot in their gym wear and then the after shot in some body con dress. Mm. And then they'd literally show you their weight loss their muscle gain their lean whatever and it's like oh well then that's not yeah so it wasn't really about yeah. being strong no, essentially yeah yeah nice yeah. premise and then yeah. ultimately what you've done is just made them smaller and harder yeah 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 um, anyway um, I keep getting sidetracked from my own enormous <laughs> and badly written question <laughs> say scrum diddly umptious and then you can be in my podcast scrum diddly umptious
Well, I think that's what I wanted to ask. Yeah. I can still see how it's hard because we're so trained to look for rules oh, to follow yeah. for our sanity, really, yeah. in some yeah. ways. Like, in the same way that we need labels and patterns and um, predict- bits of predictability. We do, yeah. a part of our humanity, I think, look for rules. And, we do. Um, uh, so I can see how you you know online bastards but also just generally people who are trying to eat intuitively can turn intuitive eating into another set of rules definitely um uh and then it's like another sort of diet is there any i don't know i uh, uh, what's been your experience of that and is there anything you could do is it ultimately just a constant quest for being able to just let go yeah of overthinking it yeah I think you're completely right and I see it I've seen it with clients in the beginning yeah. stages but because you're often so scared as yeah. well of letting go you do make it about rules and right mm. and wrong and failing and you do have to keep reminding yourself and even me reminding clients that you yeah. can't get this wrong yeah. You know, you are just learning about yourself. You're gaining information. Yeah. This is what this is about. And it's about, you know, seeing them as, you know, processes, guidelines, not as rules that can mm. be broken, but saying they're just some, they are guidelines that you can use and adapt for yourself as well. It's not yeah. prescriptive. It's yeah. not that you have to have this or do that. You know, you can drop certain things if you if it doesn't feel comfortable for you. So, for example, sometimes um, it's recommended for some people to keep food diaries. That <laughs> doesn't work that. for everybody. It didn't work so, for me. Yes, I mean, I, I, I found it. it very interesting and I'm glad I tried it yeah. because I found that when I was writing down, I found that I had an enormous amount of latent shame attached to writing, honestly. what? Mm. And, but then I found that... Well, I, I tried it twice because I wanted to push through the shame of it I didn't want that sh- I wanted to be able to get rid of that whatever the third stage of it is yeah. but I was finding that um, to do that I was restricting so yeah. that I would write less stuff down yeah. so because yeah. I didn't want to lie and then I was like well then I'm it was just making me feel like I was taking too much notice of it and I found I was behaving in a yeah. healthier way if I just didn't overthink it Exactly, yeah. So, so for some people, if a food diary is too triggering, yeah. you don't have to right, do it. Right, right, right. You don't yeah. have to do it. I think maybe in time it might be good to unpick that a little bit. Yeah, no, I've say, got yeah. still work to do on that. Yeah, yeah, just to see like what's coming up for you, yeah. you know, why that might have been triggering. Some yeah. Things. But initially you don't have to do it. And I think that's what we need to drum in. You don't have, have to have follow to really, yeah. any rules. You know, yeah. this is about you and developing a relationship with with food. But you do see, I've started to see most recently now, people, like you said, coming Mm. and twisting intuitive eating, making it into a diet. Yeah, basically, you were full, why didn't you stop? Yeah, you need to stop, and (laughs) you don't. That's not what it's about. Yeah, yeah, when we were right back to square bloody 1980s, drink, you know, it's so frustrating that even the most well-meant thing will be tortured into something didactive is that the word yeah yeah (laughs) i enjoyed saying it and i felt really clever i mean bossy and unhelpful and judgmental and uh yeah yeah because you know let's say you did eat past fullness yeah that's okay you know yeah. give yourself some compassion and if you want yeah. to explore it it might be like you know what was going on for you that yeah yeah that day well yeah. also and also um sometimes eating past fullness is fun 
Yeah, sometimes yeah. you just want it. That cake was yeah, so yeah. good, you just want another yeah, bite. Yeah. That well, is it. And often I think, um, I, I want to explore it as something I'm hoping to be writing soon, but um, I have two groups of really good women friends. Mm-hmm. And when we eat together, we or go on holidays together or whatever, we love eating together. And there's, it's the safest, happiest space Lovely. where... We do all eat past fullness and it's part of one of the joyful things we do together and it feels like a fucking lovely act of rebellion. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) And then, you know, sometimes, sadly, sometimes conversations of resolutions, etc. come in at the end of that. But but actually, I feel like that's changing a bit. It might be like we're getting older and, you know, we've got little kids and stuff, but it's so interesting to me. I'm just seeing, like, I've got an image of, like, you know... These women just unapologetically yeah. just eating and, and just having a great time. For people yeah. you love, if you like cooking, you know, yeah. all of that stuff. Um, it's so sad if you're going still into adult, you know, even into old age without really just, you just, there's so much joy in that that you might not be having if you're, if you're restricting. Definitely. And even, you know, let's just say, you know, we're eating this cake now. Yeah. And, you know, if that restriction's going on, there might be all sorts of questions going on mm. in your mind that might not even just help you actually sit here and enjoy. Yeah, you don't even then get to enjoy yeah. the things you are having. Because your, your mind's preoccupied with how much is this? What would this? What would this do? Oh. Just, you know. Yeah. Go away diet mentality. Go away diet <laughs> mentality. Yeah, so interesting about the old diet, food diary not working for me. One really nice thing that's happened off, doing the back, off the back of doing this podcast is that now I am so used to talk eating (laughs) and talking about what I'm eating in a way that there's no shame at all actually but the safety comes in the conversations I think it's amazing Um, do you think it's possible to learn to eat in a carefree intuitive way without the help of counselling because it's obviously a big privilege to be able to afford it Um, are there any particular books we could be reading or whatever or while we save up at least yeah yep I agree I think um, not to do you out of work (laughs) (laughs) paying for intuitive eating counselling I think is a a privilege Um, there are loads of free resources so yeah I tell you about that, but there are some people, including me, that mm. do offer like low cost slots, really? which is just what you can afford. Oh, amazing! Um, because it's, I feel like everybody should have access to this. Yeah, and you know, and it's, I don't think it's fair that to to, to be able to do this work, yeah. you have to pay like loads and loads of money. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's one thing I wanted to mention. Yeah. But there are ways you can do it, and I did a large majority of work by myself yeah. for it. So definitely using the Intuitive Eating book. Yeah. But I would say the third edition. Right. They do have another edition coming out this year. Okay. So I think that's going to be updated. It's going to be okay. great. Laura Thomas, she has a book called Just Eat It. Yeah. Which is amazing. I'm talking um, to her this month on the oh, podcast. Yeah, yeah, she's yeah. great. Yeah. <laughs> I like um, there's also Health at Every Size of yeah. Body Respect. That's by Linda Bacon. Right. Those are really good okay. ones. Um, body Positive Power, Megan, Megan Crabb. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Is she Posy Panda Yeah, on yeah, social Body Posy Panda. Right, yeah. yeah, she's awesome. And then um, things like, oh, Christy Harrison, actually. She's got a yeah. new book. I've ordered it, but I haven't, I've got it, but I haven't read it yet. Ah, it's amazing. called Anti-Diet. 
Um, she's awesome. Yeah, she has a podcast as well, doesn't yeah. she, called Food Psych. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's, that podcast is amazing. Incredible, uh, yeah. That was like one of the first like resources that I stumbled across yeah. about intuitive eating. Yeah. And then if we're thinking, because I think body image is also linked mm. with... It's impossible to yeah, detach them, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. So there is Sonia Renee, I can't remember her last name, but she's got... Um, do you know what? I'll send you... Can I send yeah, yeah, you of the, course. Yeah. The, the list? My, my body is... Oh, I can't remember it, yeah, but yeah. I'll, I'll send it to you. But Brilliant. there's an awesome book about that. But anyway, in terms of um, podcasts, so Laura Thomas's podcast, yeah. Don't Sort My Game. Um, then you've got the Christy Harrison yeah. podcast as well. I think those two are amazing. Yeah. And then in terms of like Instagram as well, Instagram is also awesome. Following all those people. Yeah. And then also following um, the Anti Diet Riot Club. Yeah, as well they're great. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. For events. They, um, they've also in the run of people I'm talking to this January. And I think in terms of Instagram as well, I've had lots of people saying it, but you, it's so possible as well on there to follow people proudly in bodies that will make you feel more normal and happy Definitely. about yours whatever body yeah. you're in whether you're in a non-binary big small um disabled you know it's huge that community yeah. and growing and it's beautiful yeah flood your timeline that, yeah. my body is not an apology i remembered it now that's, that's it. the book okay and following that as well on yeah. instagram oh, because great you need to broaden yeah what you're looking at and you and you it will broaden your idea of beauty and it Definitely. will help with your self-perception i think yeah. it it's um maybe it's brash to say but i i would say it's easier to start with changing your perception of others and finding beauty in places you didn't you think the world was telling you there was beauty in others yeah. and then trying to take that conversation to how you talk and think about yourself I think it's so much more complicated yeah. our perception of ourselves definitely and even just seeing these people living out their bodies unapologetically living Stunning. their lives doing whatever they want running marathons wearing mm. fashionable clothes yeah you know what wearing fuck all yeah yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> and what society tell us that we can't do <laughs> You know, we need to be exposed to these things. Yeah. We don't see them in the, in you know, in the everyday media, essentially. Yeah. Mm, yum in my tongue. You're okay with almonds, right? Yeah, I'm yeah, yeah, okay. And they're allergies and they <laughs> love everything. Because <gasps> it's made Lush. of almond flour. What did you say? It's called an Italian cake. It's like a caprice. Um, yeah. Thank you. That's okay. Whoa. Look <laughs> at that. I'll get a little picture of her. That is lovely. Wow. Gorgeous, please. Oh, it's very, it's a really <laughs> handsome bit of cake. Caprice. I've never <laughs> read it before. I, I had it in, mm. um, I went to Amalfi Coast in April. Mm. And oh, I had it, lovely. Yeah, and I had it there, it was so good. Mm. Oh, with, um, is that Sorrento, is that there? Yeah, so it's where near. You, where you can see those. Mount Vesuvius. Yes, so yes. I went with my dad oh, and granddad years ago. That is fucking long. <laughs> I'm glad it's you like so it. so nice. <laughs> oh, it's way lighter than it looks like it's going to be. It looks like it's going to be dense like it a brownie. <laughs> it does. And then actually it's like, oh, I mean, sorry, a lot of people hate the word, but it's so moist. <laughs> but it's people's like, 
Right, Mr. so they, funny about that, that word. Mr. <laughs> patriarchy, Virginia. <laughs> Issue with the word. I'm just talking about... No, it's lost. That's so nice. And, the, and then the crunchy top. Mmm. I'm glad you like it. Yeah. I'm going to be hard not to breathe that in. Um, is the baby in your oven a secret? Um, so we was debating, was going back yeah. and forth about this, but no, it's time no. to share. Congratulations, yeah. <laughs> there's a baby in your oven. There is, there is. Um, any wild cravings? And how's it treating you? Oh, man, do you know... Every day, so Aaron, my, my husband, yeah. every, is, is that craving? If I say, um, I would like, is that craving? <laughs> no craving. <laughs> really nothing. I, I've had the worst, worst morning sickness. Oh, so, mate, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, I'm going to be 20 weeks in a couple of days. Oh. I'm still being sick. Oh, bless yeah. you. So, it sucks. Oh, my <laughs> friend is due today and, oh, maybe this is a terrible thing to say. But her sickness stopped three weeks ago. Oh, man. I feel like <laughs> I might be but one of those people. She just had to do that thing of, like, just testing the water with, diff- like, really. Yeah. Actually, it was, uh, do you, I found when I was pregnant, I really, my body screamed at me rather than talked to me about what I wanted to eat. Yeah. yeah. I would, not cravings for weird stuff, but I'd yeah. be like, carbs. <laughs> protein <laughs> like and, and she was and she was basically saying unless she listens to exactly it and yeah. be like some bread some bread some bread give me some bread then that's you know it's, it's when she's eating what she's given as opposed to what she really wants that she's really well <laughs> so actually things like this so mm. cake and stuff seem yeah. to be cool like, you have got a very classy baby do I yeah <laughs> cake's fine I like the sound of him yeah, or her. No, cake's cake's good but it's been yeah no I, yeah, Tough. man. I was waiting to like crave chalk or like you know, yeah. like, but, but yeah, no. yeah. Well, you've, you've um, is it? Oh, it might be absolute rubbish that when you crave chalk, it's because there's a calcium deficiency or I've something. I've heard things like that. Yeah, like my grandma you know. was telling me she craved like dirt, like oh yeah, that's she, quite normal. Yeah, 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 chalk and things like that. Yeah, my ex um, worked in a school on on a maternity cover, and. Um, the drawer was full of chalk that she'd been nibbling. Really? So people actually yeah, yeah. gravy, they, they eat probably, it? Yeah, yeah, nibble it. Oh, wow. I mean, I'm not sure how good that is for <laughs> anyone. But I mean, if we can buy charcoal shots in prep, we're probably about allowed to lick a bit of chalk every now and again. Um, <laughs> tell me about something that you remember eating in a moving vehicle. Like, um, are you into plane food? Um, On aeroplanes, I mean. Or like... Me, I have a, a love and hate relationship with plain food. Mm-hmm. I love the little snacky bits you get, like the yeah. cheese and the crackers and things. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. The little, little packets. Packets. yeah, the little packets and yeah. the little cakes and stuff. Yeah. But the main meal, I'm like, mm, yeah, not into it. Yeah, I'm not into it. I'm afraid I'm a pervert for it, but I really like salt. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and it all it. just tastes of so hot salt. It does. Yeah. It does. But I have had some good food on a plane. Is that what this question is related yeah. to? Yeah. So about when some good I, food on a plane. I was going to India, and I think, what did, did we flow? And um, we flew, I think, Emirates, I think, to go. Wicked. In, oh, and the food was just so good. It I'm was, going to Melbourne in a few oh, months on an Emirates plane, yeah. and I've never been on it before. Do they do good food? They do. Oh, <gasps> it, was, oh, it was delicious. And the mm. um, air hostess kept giving us, like, loads of martini. It was, <laughs> I, didn't even, I didn't even know I liked martini. <laughs> 
I'm going all the way to Australia <laughs> on my own with a four-year-old, so I'll be taking oh. a fucking martini. <laughs> That's gonna be a look fly. Oh my god, oh, they're gonna love it. <laughs> oh, um, the iPad doesn't run out. <laughs> no, I think. Um, so somebody said to me their top tips were, don't get, don't drink alcohol, <laughs> because um, it's just to help you sleep deeply when you do sleep at least, of course, which yeah, does yeah. make sense. Because as soon as I get there, I'm working. So I don't know when I'm going to do my jet lag, but... Um, <laughs> as soon um, as you get there, is it literally like... No, I arrive at midnight on the 23rd yeah. and then I have a very, very big gig on the 25th. Oh, wow. Okay. So okay. But you, you're going to need time to adjust. And... There'll be nearly 48 yeah. hours. But also, you know, I need to sort some childcare out, really. Of course. Quite, quite <laughs> urgently. Oh. Um, no, we're going to... I'm going to make it a really fun adventure and... I need to be more excited than scared about it, to be honest. You're going to be it's awesome. A set I need to do. Reset. Um, oh, that's a, I don't know. I've lost. I, I don't like that question anymore, mate. Sorry, you're not getting it. <laughs> um, what's the weirdest thing you ever ate? The weirdest thing? Hmm. Good question. What weird food have I. So. <laughs> There's one thing that I can think of, but this is not weird. <laughs> oh, well, I still now I really want to hear it. So we went to this restaurant and they they had Marmite butter and... <laughs> Fit. That's lush. Didn't like it. I, oh. I am of the hate it kind. Oh, fine, fine. I am of the hate it kind. Oh, wow. Did they warn you? Yeah, so they oh, said, so it said um, and I was like, all my friends were like, mm, mom, my butter, delicious. And I was like, can I just have regular butter, please? Yeah. <laughs> please give me your low pack or your anchor or whatever. Yeah, don't <laughs> give me your Marmite butter. As long as I gave you the heads up. That's yeah. quite a cruel shock of Marmite butter. They do Marmite peanut butter now. Do they? Yeah. Marmite peanut Got a butter. jar in my cupboard. Do you? Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it Somebody nice? dared me on this to have it on a crumpet, and I did. It was fine. Oh, I don't like peanut butter either. Oh, don't oh, you? Well, then you are doubly <laughs> going to hate that. Don't have it. Don't have it. I can't stand peanut butter. Um, I like both things, and it tasted of both things. I don't know that they necessarily need to be such good friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They can be separate. Um, yeah, enemies. <laughs> yeah, was the food good in India? I've never been to India. It was great. Amazing. It yeah. was, yeah. I went there for a friend's wedding. And wow. it was like four days of celebration. <gasps> wow. Amazing Indian oh, food. It was good. It. it was good. But I had to be really tricky about what street food I was having. Oh, right, and, yeah, because you don't want to go there for a wedding and spend the whole time in the lab. Yeah, so like the last day, I went, went for bit, it. Yeah, I went for it. And yeah, <laughs> I was really ill, but it was so oh, much. I totally would be. I don't know if I'd have had the restraint to um, yeah. to wait for a few days before yeah. going brave. It's great. Um, hangover, what are you having? You've got a go-to thing? Um, it'll probably be like a fry-up, I think. Yeah, yeah. good yeah. shout. Yeah, yeah. Probably. I've rekindled my um, love for a diet, a ca- just a good old can of Diet Coke <laughs> over the Christmas holidays. There's something about the sort of chemicals in it. That, does that help with a hangover? I think so. Just the cold fizziness of it. Mm, okay. I don't think okay. it actually helps anyone with anything. It's psychological. <laughs> it's a placebo thing. Um, okay, I'm, I'm actually going to ask you this. Yeah. If there was no other option, mm-hmm. would you eat a person? Would I eat a person? I don't, do you know what? I don't know if I could. <clears throat> because... 
because I, this is going to sound so strange. No, I like this. I'm realizing as we're talking, there's, yeah. not, there's a lot of things I don't like, but. You know your own mouth. <laughs> but um, I don't like really meaty things. Right. So, oh, God. Yeah, so I don't like um, like steak or. Yeah. So I can imagine that a person would be really meaty. Yeah. So. Oh, God, just a thought. <laughs> so rank, isn't it? It's such a disgusting question to ask people. I'm so fascinated by the answers. It is. It's like. There's no, um, so I suppose it would be one, and it comes down to that sort of conversation about the types of meat that lots of people will only eat meat that isn't meaty, in the sense that, uh, you know, not necessarily like a big steak or whatever, but um, um, stuff that's been processed so that it doesn't resemble an animal that it ever was, like, you know... um, so I wonder whether if the situation was that they basically turned it into a sausage roll. If... Oh, oh, I'm making myself feel so is, sick just to ask. I can't ask you such a disgusting <laughs> question when you're sick with pregnancy anyway. I'm so sorry I've done this. Would you? I'm curious. Well, I think I wouldn't. I think if I was starving hungry yeah. and it smelt like... You know, if it looked like a person's leg, I'll manage, I reckon. I'd probably rather not. Yeah. I, like I said, I don't know whether I would be able to physically do it. Yeah. What about if it looked like a turkey leg or something? Yeah, I'd probably have it. And definitely, <laughs> if they turned it into something obscure, like a blimmin' turkey twizzler or a... Yeah, see if it was like, or, in there, like a curry Yeah, or but exactly. <laughs> or even that, but if they made it something like, you know, minced it and put it in a sausage roll or something, then I know if I was hungry and it smelt good... I'd be in there. Yeah. <laughs> so fun to ask. Mmm. Delicious. Cars come to life, and it's not like the cute film cars. It's really bad. They're furious. We've been sitting in them, working them to death, farting and picking our noses in them, and they're taking a sweet, sweet revenge. And they're doing a mixture of um, tricky things um, from, like, full-on running us over and killing us to crashing on purpose through to slightly less militant cars who are just sort of striking and refusing to work. It's carnage and chaos, and you, and only you, can stop it. They fill the sky with milk, and you have to swim all the way to Norfolk and back. It sounds impossible, but you do it. Yay. We're saved. You saved all of humankind from the Yay. car rebellion. Um, your reward is that you go down in history as um, the saviour of humankind, which is pretty sweet legacy. Um, and your reward in the moment, although it's got nothing to do with exercise, meaning rewarding anything. I just want this to be. Um, I want it to be a. F- it's the feast of your dreams. The reward yeah. is the feast of your dreams. But I want it to be at a point where you are like so hungry okay um and nothing has to be possible ethical certainly doesn't have to be healthy Mm. it doesn't even have to exist okay any of these answers i'd love to know in your dream situation um if anything was possible what would you eat drink and if there's a who with and where then Mm. who with and where okay all right this is great i think i'll probably have little bits of so like a tapas nice. of like my favourite type of food. So um, I love fried plantain. Mm. So it would have to be somewhere up in there. Definitely. Yeah. Mm. Um, bun and cheese. So do you know, do you know what bun and cheese no, is? No, tell me about bun and cheese, please. It's like a Jamaican version of hot cross buns. <gasps> so imagine having a hot cross bun with yeah. cheese. So it's, it's got very similar Lush. to that. So I'd have like little bite-sized bits of that. 
Um, Do you know in the north of England, I learned recently, if you have a fruitcake, like a yeah. dense fruitcake, they have butter and cheese on it. Do they? Yeah. I didn't Yorkshire. know that. Yeah. Mm. Me neither until last month. i have to try that. Yeah. Mm. So I would also have sort of like, I love pastries and mm. so some sort of like mini pastries, maybe some breakfast ones. And yeah. Some like patties and oh, yeah, Fit. lovely pastry stuff. Yum. <laughs> um, what else would I have? But what do I love? I do love a good curry. Yum. So a good curry would have to be there. Yeah. With probably some rice and peas. Mm, yum. Mm. And then thinking about dessert. I love like, I quite love like fruit desserts. So right. like, like tartar tans, crumbles, mm. things like that. I do love chocolate desserts. Yeah, so this I'd is have so a, nice. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, lush. <laughs> so probably a combination of some nice chocolate desserts and some yeah. fruity ones. And then for drinks, so I'm imagining I'm not pregnant. Yeah. Probably have a good rum punch. Nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe some Guinness punch there as well. What's a Guinness punch? Uh, it's just like condensed milk, nourishment, <gasps> Guinness. Nutmeg. <laughs> So it's basically like um it's like a, so it's a creamy cocktail. Yeah, yeah, it's like a creamy cocktail. <gasps> but with loads of malt flavours yeah, in it with the Guinness. Yeah, it's Ooh, lush. and spice, nutmeg. And spice, yeah. It's so good. Whoa, whoa, whoa. This is like so a, it's the closest thing I've ever heard of to this is a white Russian and this is blowing my mind. Yeah. I don't like Guinness, but I really want to try yeah, this. I don't like Guinness, but Guinness. This tastes like it's gonna taste of like a booze Maltese liquid. Basically, it's so with a good. splash of like Christmas. Yeah. Or allspice. <gasps> yeah, it's, uh, it's delicious. Okay, right, well, that's just gone in the old... <laughs> I was going to say wank bank, but dream list for me too. And then probably something to hydrate myself, so maybe some yeah, water. Yeah, 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 yeah. Water's a given, water's a given. Um, thank you so much for doing this. <laughs> that's, that's all right. What a lovely smasher Davinia is. Thanks so much to her again for hoovering with me. Whatever you do, follow her on social media. She's called at the diet boycott. Should you want some counselling off her, she's London based and her website is davinianoel.com. If you're heading to the amazing event, um, uh, this Sunday's the next one by Anti-Diet Riot Club. This Sunday, the 19th of January, she's one of the speakers there. Also, she features as a, a model in a book that she highly recommends called Train Happy um, by a genuinely body positive personal trainer uh, called Tally Rye. Come and see a hoovering live. We're in Leicester on the 9th of February. That's the next one, two o'clock in the afternoon. It's already cheap, but there are discounts if you're one of my patrons. And come and see Hench on tour. I would love to see you there. Um, there's stuff about eating and diets in that show uh, follow us on social media at the hoovering pod i am at jessica fosterkew want to look at any live show dates from the tour to the hoovering live or send me a message longer than a tweet go to my website jessicafosterkew.com plenty more where this came from next week huge thanks to acast for hosting the podcast hoovering is produced by emma Corsham, and the music is by mike greenway until next week happy hoovering <laughs>